0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too.
1: Hello and welcome to Banging Book Club, the fortnightly podcast where we discuss books about sex and gender. I'm Hannah Witten. I'm Lucy Moon. And I'm Lena Norms. And this month we read, we read, we read, guys. <laughs> we read Man Up by Jack Irwin. Cool. <laughs> we didn't the think. The reason why we picked this book in November is because. Sometime in November is International Men's Day. It's November, isn't it? No yeah. And it's like, and, yeah. It's a big deal made about November this year. It's normally Movember. a very big deal. Maybe moustaches are just out. Uh, Maybe yeah. the campaign lost their funding. <laughs> Maybe testicular cancer has been solved and we just haven't seen it in the media because it has been so much about Brexit. Wow. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> Sunday the 19th of November mm. is, oh, cool. is International Men's Day. So by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have been and gone. So, good times.
0: So don't forget to celebrate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the subtitle of this book is Surviving Modern Masculinity. And I'm going to read the blurb. It says, what does masculinity add up to in the 21st century? Jack Irwin traces modern ideas of masculinity from the inability of older generations to deal with the horrors of war to the mob mentality of football, terraces or fight club and the disturbing rise of mental health problems among men, especially young men today. While we struggle with the idea that there is a single version of masculinity worth aspiring to, depression and suicide among men have reached unprecedented levels. Man Up looks at the challenges and pressures on men today and suggests ways to survive. Towards the end of this podcast, we talk a lot about suicide. So content warning, trigger warning is here for you. There you go. So, Lena, you talk about it because you were the one that suggested this book. Yeah. So I thought it would be good because I think we've read lots of books that focus on the complex nature of femininity, the good things about it, and how it affects us and the expectations that we have on us. We rarely like set aside time just to talk about men's issues, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like hard to make space for that. And while I think like obviously um, women's um, issues are close to our hearts. <laughs> um i think that it's cool just to set aside one month to be like men what are they going through Uh, and i think also what is kind of weird about books about men and masculinity is the main audiences are still kind of women like women tend to buy them more when women tend to buy them sometimes i think out of anxiety (laughs) and struggling to help men understand their own gender so I think mm-hmm. these books sometimes are aimed at women as much as they are men just because of the reality that a man in com- in conflict with his masculinity probably won't buy a book about it um, true so it's aimed I at it was, their girlfriends yeah <laughs> um so I thought that would be interesting and there was this big trend of, of it a couple of years ago where there are loads and loads of books coming out about it really uh, yeah this happened to be one of them I really like this one. <laughs> I don't know if you guys did. But the did, thing is, is that like but, um, even this year it's still yeah. the case. Like You've got Grayson Perry's book The Descent of Man and then also this year How, to be a boy. Uh, How, How not, not to Be, to be a, boy. a Boy, Robert Webb. That was oh, published yeah, this year. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which I haven't read, yeah. but I heard um, a lot of things about it. I chose this one because I did enjoy it when I read it. Also, because I think it goes into a lot of the facts around masculinity more than the feelings, which I think is a good place to discuss things from. And very masculine, very masculine. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the only books written by somebody our age about masculinity because there's lots of sure. old, that's what yeah. I really, about more, it. really journalists writing about it who are like a different generation to us. So I think this is the one one like experience that we can probably offer our own experiences up to because we're like we've grew up, grew up at the same time as this person. He's, He's has the same like reference points rather than Grayson Perry. Yeah, who? Yeah, different reference. Point. Yeah, reference points. Um, so sound reviews. Okay, this is mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Concise. <laughs> it has like been it. noted. Um, yeah. Go on. Oh, okay, mine is. <laughs> that was very masculine grunt. Thank you. I want to do something masculine. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Great. Was... The slow release of masculinity into a more neutral voice in the world. Where do we begin? Like, <laughs> do we want to delve into, like, and discuss, like, the issues in this book? Or, like, I've just got a lot to say about why I didn't like it, first of all. I think we should get that like, off the do way. Yeah, i really really um. Um, I think what's interesting about masculinity and, like, what we say about it is probably as, like like varied as our experiences of femininity. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we've always had men around us and we've always like experiences, experienced the good and bad things about masculinity. We've probably all been watching masculinity from afar. Yeah. And from very near our whole life. So it's like what rings true to us and stuff. And become aware say. of, I, I feel incredibly lucky that I'm not a man. Like <laughs> in a lot really? of ways. Because of the toxic masculinity and that I feel very happy that, that level of social expectation, especially when it comes to talking about feelings mm. and talking about, like, when I say I go to therapy, no, that's an eyelid. Sure. But like, that kind of thing. But I if you know Whilst, obviously, I miss out on all the benefits of the patriarchy, I do <laughs> Those feel... Patriarchal <laughs> I Those patriarchal benefits. Those sweet air miles <laughs> into the big time. I love the fact that I can talk about my feelings, because that's something that's really important to me, and I've built a career off it. Mm. Um, True. <laughs> but do you think you'd feel like that if you didn't know what it was like to be you? Yeah, and maybe not. But like every guy I date or have dated is like, wow, you communicate so easily. <laughs> like, yeah. <I> bet, yep. <laughs> because it's important. I'll bring you along. And you can too. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I think I feel I'd glad. totally rather be a man pre Spice Girls and then post Spice Girls. I'd totally rather be a woman. I mean, Spice Girls isn't the thing we should hook the, this whole, like, success and, I and so sex, you know, but, girl, like... Shout out to Chloe Plumstead, if anyone knows who she is. She's no a idea. blogger. she just written an ode to the Spice Girls and what it taught her about femininity on oh, her blog. Cool. So good. Aww, I will send it to you. I both do love the, the Spice yeah. Girls. Um, right, tell me why you didn't like this book, Okay, Hannah. I don't know how to, like, summarise this properly now, but I wrote some things in the back of the book and I'm just going to read out. And these things I yeah. wrote down, like, as I was feeling them. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then I also have lots of notes... Throughout the rest of the book, but these are like my okay. overarching things. I wrote, "It's like it's written by an outsider. Um, could have been written by a woman. Um, no added value into the male psyche. So I think I wasn't. I wasn't getting any added yeah. value with the fact that the author was male. Okay. that's what I think. Like mm-hmm. because he was, he's like a liberal feminist. Yeah, man, I was just like, you could be a friend of mine, and I totally agree with you, and uh, and mm. blah blah blah. I was, uh, yeah, it, there was no value added. Yeah, because. Yeah, I just didn't it get I didn't like... get that male insight that I like wanted. Mm. And um I also wrote more nuance needed. I want the counter argument. Although it's not necessarily the counter argument. I just wanted a sensible laddish football fan talking about why he loves shouting and male bonding camaraderie, etc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think I just that, feel we like don't need that book. I feel like I really wanted like someone like my dad, who is like very I would say my dad is like more in the sensitive, effeminate side of masculinity but he bloody loves football and he loves cheering and he like gets yeah. so into it and like he loves mosh pits and like and
0: they're very I don't know, like, and, like social
1: aspects to masculinity yeah and also my dad like the only male friends my dad has are the partners of my mum's friends and <laughs> so it's like um I don't know and I've just noticed that especially like with my parents age group and all of their friends mm. my mum's like oh yeah like all of You know, all of your dad's friends are like my friends' husbands. But It's like I don't know. So I I would just quite common, isn't it? I I want like I don't know. I feel like explained. I just think it's really interesting how like so so one of the things that you know we've learned through feminism is that the patriarchy isn't like men are better than women. It's masculinity is valued over femininity, which Mm. is why like men who are more feminine are. Um, like bullied and women who are more masculine are praised Mm. and so part of what the feminist movement has done is like let's celebrate femininity like it's okay to be whatever kind of woman and one of those things is let's not punish let's also not punish women for being overly feminine yeah and what this book is doing is like okay look at the sliding scale of masculinity like it's really bad to be super masculine Mm. and obviously i think there's there must be a line somewhere when it becomes toxic masculinity and when it's literally killing people. Mm. Um, but it's weird that there's no equivalent of like extreme femininity that kills people. Like <laughs> what does that look like? And we're, whereas we're like celebrating that, we're like, it's okay mm. to be super feminine, but also like, okay to be everything else. And like, I don't know. I want to see like, I want to see like a middle ground of like, okay, toxic masculinity, the the thing that kills people and it's really dangerous that's bad, but let's celebrate like moderate masculinity. <laughs> like, I want to see a study of masculinity. I don't want to see like this is why it's bad. Yeah, I think we that. Um, also, I these... just feel like I knew everything in this book, mm. so maybe mm. it like wasn't for me. Mm. Like, we've well, read too much on it now. Every it felt completely repetitive mm. to but... me, but because I've read it all, yeah. yeah. But also, a lot of the more sciencey books that we've read about, like, female sexuality, vaginas, and all of that sort of stuff. There's mm. been so much new information in those. I'm like, holy shit, mind blown. Yeah. And this, my mind, has not been blown. <laughs> <laughs> and his mind be, remains intact. It would be an amazing um, introduction to someone who'd never really heard of feminism. Yeah. Yeah. I think. yeah anyway, yeah. or, like, the idea of I non-binary. I just don't think... I see so much value in this book, but it just wasn't for me. I think that's... that's, fair. that's I'm trying to work out that's really interesting I'm trying to work out what the extreme the bad extreme of femininity is is it complete dependence and no um, and 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 sucking everybody else's resources because you don't Stepford Wifehood maybe maybe or just complete or or staying a child you know I don't know because because like extreme femininity like when you push that stereotype to the extreme is childlike behaviour so maybe and then like and then the extreme masculinity is into the wild. I don't depend on anyone. I, Stoic. You know, I, I provide for everybody and, and and therefore I control everyone. You know, like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it's more like a dependence thing. I don't know. That's really I was just thinking there. maybe it's total depend. I think it's, mm. yeah, hyperfemininity is total dependence upon. Mm. Or, or like, or, or let's say it's a stereotype. Are these all turning into stereotypes? Because then I was about to be like, oh, and vanity. But that's yeah. not femininity. That's, no, that's just that's, that's just a stereotype. Yeah. yeah, and also it's very repetitive. And mm. I think once I got it's into a mindset, repetitive. Yeah. Mm. Once I get into a mindset of being annoyed at a book, mm. I start nitpicking at everything. Yeah. So mm. anything that he said wrong or like, like uh. incorrect or like and no, I was yeah. like, Ugh. I think maybe he was expecting people to dip in and out of the book and not read yeah. it cover to cover. However, it's a not it's not a novel, but it's like. The way it is it displayed, is like very you small have to articles, read it. Isn't it. Yeah, you should read it cover to cover, yeah. or at least that's how you'd assume you'd read it. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's addressing the author the whole. The, he's addressing the reader the whole way through, as mm. if they, as if he's like taking them on this journey. So he's like, as I previously mentioned in chapter but then blah, re-explains and then, it. Yeah, You're so re-explains. annoying. I've had Emory culture explained to six times we've in this been book, here. <laughs> and um, the history as well. I've had so much history explained to me. Yeah, that's also because I was a history student.
0: Again, Nothing I think that's was
1: kind new. of like... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting cuz I was reading it like alongside my boyfriend who's also reading it, but he um has just read the Grace and Perry book mm. and he said the Grace and Perry book helped him a lot more. Okay. Oh, really? So, have we talked well, about well, I think our my boyfriend reading kind of the book? Your boyfriend is this woke guy is yeah, like another Jack Owen. So, he would just be reading it the way we're reading it. I would have thought and is just like Yeah, like, yep, know this. Yeah, I also, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah live it too <laughs> yeah exactly um, can I just say yeah I think like I really like the way that Jack Owen does write and I think mm. as, an, the thing as is, a it's journalist also like I just find it I really would like to read more of what he yeah I, I, I didn't find it but the, the, the reader was like a bedtime story reader yeah so like um, I listened to the audiobook and so it wasn't quite on that mm. level but like I do think he's a good writer and it's my own personal a lot of it's my personal nitpicking yeah, I do recommend the book. I don't want to be like cunty about it. Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? Cunty. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've. Yeah, because I, I don't think it's like a terrible level. book. You know, it's not like I'm going to throw it down the floor and be like, "No one read this" and then burn it. Yeah, yeah. it's not Fifty Shades. I feel like I'm going to be like really antagonistic about this just for no reason. Just do It's it. fine. Yeah. I agree. It's for. The thing is, I agree with everything he says. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm going to like. Ugh. I'm gonna nitpick I it. Anyway. Well, okay. i Have never read an author that I was so much like? We are exactly the same stance and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's like the we thing. we just are. Maybe that's why it was. Maybe that's why I hated it because it's like that mm. punishing yourself and self-loathing. And like, <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. it's me explaining myself again. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, so um, the first point that I thought was interesting is like talking about how masculinity has been and whether that has been like this evolutionary thing that was inevitable up until a certain point, which he says is pretty much. Like, wrong, a bit stupid. Um, so my teacher question... <laughs> I love it, I love this. <laughs> ...was, what do we think to the argument that before modern times, testosterone meant that ma- male and female roles were predestined and understandable? Have you ever heard people use this argument? What do you say? I have heard people use this <laughs> argument because one of those people is my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, like, his argument, which mm. is that, uh, yes, in terms of physicality and the general biology differences between men and women, yeah. you have these, like, uh, air quote, natural roles, mm. but then modernity and everything that's, like, basically happened, like the agricultural revolution and all of this, like, new tech that we have basically means that we are, like, <laughs> we've civilised beyond that and, like, mm. those n- roles aren't necessary anymore.
0: And so yeah. it's, like, a
1: it should be a level playing field. But I think it was way before modernity. Like, we're talking, like, maybe, like, 3,000 years ago. So, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, a new t- idea. So, Agricultural Revolution. Is that when the Agricultural Revolution was? Well, agri- I thought it was, like... So, uh, well, the Agricultural Revolution medieval, was kind of, like, what stopped the hunter foraging. But so when did that happen? Can we Google I, I can't oh, remember. I literally, Google. like... I, in the it was, book, like, pre-Bible times. In the, yeah, yeah. I'm on it, gang. Because the 10, thousand Shepherds, years right? 10,000 years ago? It was, like, uh, 10,000 years? No. <laughs> right. Wait, 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 wait. We have to cut this out depending on how wrong we are. The book, ah, this book Sex at Dawn that I read Mm. has loads of stuff about the shift from, like... What's it called? Hunter-gatherer, Sex at Dawn. It's a great Great. book. The Agricultural Revolution was circa 10,000 BC. There we go, 10,000 BC. So, like, that's 10,000 years ago. But that's one of the things that happened. Mm. And then the other other big one was, like, the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. And then kind of like what Jack Owen says in the book is, like, um, the Second World War. Mm. when like women working yeah. um and also inflation mm. meaning you need like a two income family to like survive oh, yeah. that, in yeah. This yeah. world that was really that was really interesting um, to read because i was like fuck if, we need this. if women didn't yeah. work then it would be like everyone We'd would be starving <laughs> mm. although i also had like a really interesting argument about like like this is kind of a side point but not but like how there's lots of men in in aren't in work at the moment but partly because they've been trained in masculine jobs and masculine skills that aren't, aren't available but there's a huge deficit of of um like roles for nurses and care caregivers yeah. but they're not trained in those things because they never were so we were actually having like a kind of 50-year deficit of training where it's like men either refuse or have never been brought up to be in those roles which is why we outsource those jobs to people from different Europe, countries <laughs> yeah uh who can do it and then they're, yeah. and then they're racist towards those people even though you're like but you could have done that job you just didn't yeah i think that's really interesting especially with nursing and carers yeah that is so notable and isn't it funny how we think of doctors as like a really masculine or yeah. i think of being a doctor as a really masculine version of the profession it's similar levels of education to nursing not yeah. quite the same but like Mm, even the other day I like completely slipped up and someone said something about a doctor and I then like went asking them a question again used male pronouns and they were like no it's a female doctor and I was like holy shit Hannah (laughs) like what the fuck like I'm still like automatically I was like yeah it's really weird isn't it even though like most of the doctors that I know personally like friends of mine who are doctors are all women I'm just like fuck yeah yeah I hope that caring deficit like sorts out yeah. Sort of I don't know. I don't have any opinions on your question <laughs> because That's I don't fair. know. Yeah, I don't. And honestly, it doesn't really concern me. Is that bad? I'm more concerned <laughs> with how things are right now. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Like, I, yeah, whether it was or wasn't like generic roles is what it is now. Yeah. So, fuck the agric- No, the agricultural revolution was great. Good work. It meant that we, we could feed ourselves, And but farms are fun. Yeah. Fun oh, the we Either fun. way, gender norms remained for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. And it is what it is. Gender uh, norms, my great cousin. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Gender's coming round for Christmas dinner. I'm really excited. In between uh, your notes thing, shall yeah. I just, like, go through nitpicks yeah. of you, mine? Yeah, you have not We'll have one point and then one nitpick. Um, so okay, one of mine. Get this one's, one's actually quite funny, which is um, he's talking about this it, this actually is related to the section that we were just talking about yeah um something about milk i can't remember but anyway he says men by contrast would have been unable to fulfill the role of child care because they lack the ability to produce milk a fact i sometimes lament when i gaze in the mirror at my inexplicable set of functionless nipples and i was like not inexplicable because actually it was explained did learn to us in, in the last book re- that we read. I remember reading Jack. that and being like that's quite funny. It is explicable. Just read Come As You Are by Emily anyway, McGusky. Um, I enough. just saw a bit that I underlined and, and like lulled was like, um so at least he's like quite um self conscious. He was like, This is the end of the introduction, he's he talks about how his dad could have so basically a big part of the reason that Jack wrote this book was because His dad was, um, kind of died of an illness he could have easily been diagnosed with and treated for, but he literally never went to the doctor in his whole life because he didn't see it It as very... He was always weak to go to the doctor. Mm. Um, So... Um, and he's talking about that and he says he could have spared the world yet another gratuitous self-indulgent book penned by a millennial about the emotion about an emotionally distant late father and I'd have to and I'd have someone to mutter to me disapprovingly every time I mentioned how my career and housing situation and life was going. Um, <laughs> and I was like That is us. How um, old is Jack? He's like Mid, late uh, 20s Does maybe?
0: he live in the
1: UK? Yeah. No, he lives in He mentions in, um, midway through that he lives Toronto. in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, he just he moved to Canada with his girlfriend. Uh, oh, nice. Good for him. Um, He's twenty-four. Well, he was twenty-four like two years ago. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I expect much. I thought he was in his like early thirties for a book about like me. Oh no. Now think how old all the other people are that write books about masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ancient. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, another thing actually in that section, all about like how men came to be men and mm. how masculinity has changed over the thousands of years that humans have existed. Mm. Um, I think he talks about like the agricultural revolution he talks about the wars he talks about loads of things that have had like a big impact on deciding in society what it means to be a man and he missed out a fucking huge one and i was just like mate and that's religion he's like completely just like forgotten the oh fact God. that the church would have had such an impact and still mm. to some people today on, like, what it means to be a man. Like, a godly man. And, like... So a right. man heard, and, like are not am not the of mm-hmm. that. Are and for, religion for hugely shapes how people feel about gender and masculinity mm. and femininity, and that just, like, was not mentioned, and I was like... That's so... Mr. Yeah. Trick. Anyway, this is my nitpicking, but I think that was Well, I don't think that's a nitpick. It's <laughs> so true. How did I not notice that? I know. <laughs> Miss Christian. I just raised feel like this book would have made so much more sense as, like, you know the little black book? Yeah. Like, like a bit thicker than that but that kind of size it's like a pocketbook for yeah. it yeah yeah so That's like really really like, like we should all be feminists yeah mm. like we should all be feminist version yeah that's very true but. okay what was your next point lena um i think this is more a thought train that i was going on with this point Go for it. um but he's talking about um social and political views and how they move forward towards more progressive societies and he says consider our social and political views it's rare for a generation to be to be more conservative than one directly preceding it, and by the extension, any before that one too. If you look at the societal change we have made in the last century, it's near none, none clear. None of that would have been possible had each subsequent generation not favoured more progressive policies. And then he goes on to talk about like like preserving masculine values and preserving like the nuclear family and why that's advantageous to capitalism and mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I was just like writing about like how scribbling the back of my my book furiously about like is masculinity political? Do we think that like conservative values are conserving male power and like what the fuck about that what the fuck well I was just thinking doesn't this go back to uh, the point uh, which book was it that we were reading? Was it Juno you know Dawson's the, the Gender Games, where we decided that Margaret Thatcher created gender? Or, oh, yeah. Or oh yeah, because of capitalism, <laughs> she did. So that's, just, that's just still come, a fact I'm going with. We've come full, full circle, and it is um, now confirmed. <laughs> capitalism but it does think, like, reaffirm gender. Yeah, but Absolutely. I'm like, it made me think about how, like, because I was getting really annoyed recently and Theresa May, which will come as no surprise to anyone and I was just like we've had two female prime ministers and they've both not been feminists and they've both been women what the fuck and then uh, I'm least like one of them oh wait they were both feminist. you know uh. conservative mm. Um so it's like I don't know That's I don't have to feel about that in my very left wing views but I'm like I always swing between wanting to feel like, oh, mm-hmm. being left and being right, they're just different points of view mm-hmm. and in the middle is the right answer and to being like, actually, I fundamentally think being conservative is like actually wrong. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> like, like, I'm actually like, no, genuinely, I think it might be how actually connected wrong. connected are, it depends on how connected you think economic and capital, you know, economic uh, politics and social politics are mm. hugely connected. Uh, I think they're quite connected but I think there's way more scope now to be like I'm economically conservative but politically but um, socially liberal Um, in terms of like you so can believe that, like, in gender think- equality and you can be like I'm totally pro-LGBT stuff and like act of support your mm. gay marriage and everything but being economically conservative and in the same way I think that like takes but, like, economics away from people because I think ultimately mm. like you can talk about like economics on a like a grander scale and it's just like companies and it's numbers and it like and mm. then these huge numbers and their percentages and interest and you're like you can you can do that and it distances it and it makes it seem really impersonal but actually like the case of it is like those percentages affect real people <laughs> and mostly affect women. <laughs> mostly affect yeah. women, mostly mm-hmm. affect poor people, disabled people, um uh immigrants, like it is about people. And if you're socially liberal, effectively, that means you care about people, you Mm. care about minorities, and you, you know, you're striving for equality. Mm. So why aren't Mm. you striving for economic equality? Which, like, I could go Mm. on, but like, I genuinely believe that like, poverty is like, the root cause of most of the inequality that we like, see in the world, whether Mm. it be like, gender, race, um, like all of that stuff. Like, you fucking fix that like, 1% shit. Mm and, like, a lot of other things will straighten out. Yeah, but they don't not Oh, my we a, is it about masculinity? We change my into, like, a political podcast um, but then but then also it's like is that club not economic... political already Lena <laughs> <That's>, oh <laughs> my <Yeah>. god we <laughs> are the most political um, podcast but also it's like the idea of old money in that like conservative values economic values are there to uphold and like validate old money and like if your grandparents are have... they there to validate I... well I think they are but then I don't we know do that much about it we do very weighted like mm. this is the thing like I think because there's obviously in the US there's the libertarian movement where it's like everyone do what the fuck they want but also everyone keep their money is the Mm. idea of it. So it's economically conservative, but um, socially very, very liberal. It's like everyone... But it's also like anti-gun control because it's like everyone should have their own guns. Who's it? This is the Libertarian Party in the US. Oh, in the US. So it's very like everyone do what they want. We really want people to be happy, but each man for themselves is the idea of it, So like Armageddon, but like... (laughs) (laughs) It's like... I think it's like an anarchist party.
0: (laughs) How How have we
1: gotten onto this? (laughs) Anyway, sorry. So I think there are ways to be economically conservative or socially liberal thus I don't I think was it's saying tied to masculine I don't think it's directly entirely tied to not entirely tied I don't think but I, there are definite connections yeah sorry that was a no, long old tangent but really I'm into it interesting um, and now for another Hannah nitpick <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> can, I, can I add something after yeah. that because I've got sure. a, a funny thing so the next nitpick that I found this I'm just going through the book in like order and just go into each page that I've turned over, um, is when he's talking about different advertising campaigns um, directed at men and the strategies that they use in order to... like They're like safety PSA campaigns. So one of them he talks about is the Samaritans oh, yeah, campaign this. about um, trying to reduce male suicide um, and getting men to talk about their mental health. And he criticises this campaign because they used... Um, traditionally masculine men in advertising posters to be like, look, look, this man is, he's doing a masculine job. Like he's a boxer, he's in the army. Like he's a really masculine guy, but he still talks about his feelings and it doesn't emasculate him. And um, Jack criticizes that because he's like, you're pandering and like it's, you're playing into the problem, right? And then he praises this other campaign for doing exactly the same thing Wait, what was the other campaign the other campaign it. is like the Australian one um, trying to get because men are like statistically more risky drivers yeah um, and the one of the theories behind why men drive um like faster and oh my take, God, yeah. take more risks is because they're overcompensating Because it's like, oh, you've got a small dick or whatever. And this advertising campaign um, was like... It's women waggling their little finger at at them. It's women waggling, waving their pinky (laughs) fingers. um, And the slogan is, speeding, no one thinks big of you. Um, And so and he's like this is great because it takes this like thing that men worry about and is so tied to their masculinity and like turns it against them and makes them realize that staying alive is better than having a big dick um <laughs> but then i was just like but the other campaign was also pandering to that masculinity thing yeah and you just criticized it yeah. and i'm just like I, am i missing something here jack or or is one or, okay one not or do, are you not making sense so that's that's another thing. But I suppose like one is based on the actuality of somebody's body and it being massive and fit and like masculine. And then one's like the perceived, like basically if you if you dry if you <laughs> if, if you speed everyone's gonna think you've got a small dick. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was, and it works. But it's perceived, I mean I think he goes on to challenge it a bit more later in the in the thing. He does talk about body image later. Can I yeah. pop in? Yeah. Yes, Slightly off topic. But how weird is it? Reading a book that doesn't know that Trump was elected president. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it's like, and now in January twenty sixteen, when da da, Oh look at all the progress we're making. I'm it's, just like, you yeah. don't know what happens next <laughs> There it's is a so bit so where he's like, move. Oh, Trump is the frontliner for the Republican candidate and you're just like, Oh, oh my god, god. But even then there's this like blissful ignorance throughout about like loads of other Political things. The, Brexit even Brexit hadn't happened. No oh god. It's so weird to read a yeah. Maybe it is really political masculinity because like it's a political book. I mean, yeah. if we're going way back, way back when into feminism, Betty Friedan, personal is political. Um, um but yeah, uh, reading you, Trump stuff freaked me out. Do you follow um, a Twitter account called the Milliverse? It's a Twitter account operating from a supposed universe where Ed Miliband won the 2012 yeah. election. <laughs> and it's like, and in the news today, Ed Miliband's eating a fucking of crisps. <laughs> what a great <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> Wait, what's this account? It's called The Milliverse. <laughs> oh so, God. um, right, another podcast recommendation... Have you come across Ed Miliband's new podcast? Yeah, it's really good. So good, How isn't it? How to be happy? Yeah, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be uh, cheerful. I'd really recommend it. He's, yeah, it's like funny. Like he jokes about losing the election. He's really like, is hilarious. Is it just he's him? Such hoping, a great man. No, no he he's a co-host, and then they get on. They interview people. Say so done one about the gender pay gap. Done one oh, about Owen Jones spin on it. <gasps> um, it's really good. So everyone, we really <coughs> Ed like Ed Miliband. <laughs> I'm sorry Ed and Dave Ed and Dave I voted for him just saying yeah <laughs> I think I voted for him well, in the Lady Le- well, Labour leadership were we all in that room when we found out at the bite the ballot party yeah. and we yeah. all found oh my god that was awful sad anyway, times right another one of Hannah's nitpicks um, he said he's talking about Fight Club and he goes although I'll happily admit to enjoying both Chuck Palahniuk's novel and David Fincher's adaptation and I just underlined that and wrote show off <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think you like Jack. <laughs> I, don't want to I don't know. I'm I think like, I'm like, I would probably really like him and just like have a great conversation with him around oh. the pub. But I just think I got—I started reading this with a negative mindset, and then That's I think fair. it took off. Yeah. And do you know who, who I'm going to blame? Mm-hmm. Dan, because Dan yeah. started reading this before me and started telling me about how he hates it, and then oh, I like no, went into like, it no. like with that mindset. Well, I think it's really interesting because this is like the one book that we've read that I have. Zero experience in, well, sure. Apart from having, been, I really having been close to some men in my life, but like apart from that, I'm not a man. You know, I'm not. I haven't grown up with these ideals and these expectations. So in some ways, I guess we have to listen to the boys on their review, yeah, to yeah. see whether it's good or not. But um I think, honey, you see a bit of yourself in his writing because oh you've my God, also yeah. written a non Yeah, like, I personally, I I, I, you know about you? So <laughs> I really do. I find when I see people doing the same thing I do, better or worse, usually a little bit worse. It really fucking grates on me. Yeah, yeah, Like, I find <laughs> them. <laughs> when they're so doing it worse. Irritating. No, <laughs> like, or, like, on a par, but they yeah. are doing all the things that annoy me about myself. Yeah. Mm. No, this was genuinely one of my thoughts whilst I was reading this. I was like, he writes like me. Like, mm. I feel like my book, the, I don't know, sentence structure, I would and say it's the way similar. that he addresses the reader is, and like, humour is very similar. And you're right, you tend to hate people who are very similar to you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch you enjoy both of your books. I, just remember, yeah, exactly. like, I would never have thought that until you told me you yeah, no, I didn't. It. and now you said it mm. I think that might no, that have was one genuine... contributing factor I think it's like I, because I can like f- hear it like almost being mm. my voice and then I'm like self editing so yeah. as I'm going through I'm that's just like so I'm self editing it yeah. so here's another bit where he like is talking mm. about something uh, some research about male idiot theory which uh, has a term that's actually been used in the British Medical Journal um, he's talking about like the Darwin Awards and mm-hmm. how like men do stupid things and kill themselves. Yeah, the Darwin um, Awards things really. And and so he, yeah, ninety percent of the Darwin Award winners are male. So men are doing fucking stupid things and yeah. like, taking risks that are then mm-hmm. killing them. Um, and yeah, and then he quotes a Daily Mail article about it, um, and the Daily Mail article is like quoting the British Medical Journal and like researchers, and I was just like. Why do you not just fucking directly quote from the British Medical Journal? Why did you quote from the Mail? Why do we have to go through this? Because also you've written Brush a non fiction book about sex and gender. So yeah. I guess you know the process it is yeah. to make I just wish it had been better edited. Yeah. Like it's maybe not that's him. It. <laughs> no, I think it's maybe whoever didn't say, Hey, I feel like I'm being concluded. I do feel like I'm being I wrote about this um Darwin Award stuff as well. Is it because it's like men taking risks? Like a lot more than, women. oh yeah. So I was so I wrote about that and I was like, is is it also to do with like whether men succeed, men take more risks in the public eye, and whether they succeed or they fail, they always get in the in the press for it, whereas women would only get in the press for it if they failed or <coughs> Wait, they wouldn't this, even sorry? notice. So like really? any kind of like business risk, like big, like, yeah. big like maybe maybe a risk that's like like um, breaking a record or something it's usually a man who gets in the news first so it's like this thing of like risk and it's like what are the payoffs of risks for women not that much but then if you risk something as a man you can either fail spectacularly and die a hero oh my god <laughs> in the jaws of a crocodile or whatever or you you know and it's, it's your no your more. failure isn't perceived in the same way you can um, see that with um look at Teen Vogue you know Elaine Elaine what's her name the editor yeah. yeah um, um she is the editor she's not white she's black I think I don't know um, but yeah follow her Instagram she's got a massive cult following on Instagram yeah. has completely changed the way that te- the Teen Vogue reports as it's I'm so sure woke. you've seen yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. really really woke yeah I say that in inverted commas yeah, do I we don't still say the word woke, woke. <laughs> really really woke <laughs> 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 but they've just had to shut down their print publication ah. and it's been reported on so widespread Glamoury and like, anything, aren't yeah. yeah loads of people are shutting down their print and just sticking to online stuff which is so sad um I mean it's wise. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, I love print editions of yeah. magazines. But um yeah, that's been so widely reported on and sh- her name is thrown under the bus. Really? Yeah, distinctly. Like j- not well, in a she way like, that single-handedly stopped the digital yeah, revolution. yeah, but like in a way that's like Team Vogue editor Elaine <laughs> uh, like was you oh, know man. really brought into like improved diversity, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like trying to fight pick at the failings. Anyway. Yeah. It's a good example. Yeah. Of like, it's like, well, it's like if women you fa- are... If you fail spectacularly <laughs> as a man, you're still a lad. <laughs> I feel like women are more like when you follow their success, you're, you're waiting to watch them fall. Yeah. I think more so than with men. With men, whereas, so like, I'm thinking of another brand, the Glossier brand. Mm. Another couple personality is the lady who stars at Emily Weiss.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. And sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: They're, they're waiting for her to fall. Like, she's interviewed in time and all this stuff, but, like, they will be dying to write the articles of, like, really? how did such a successful millennial brand fall from grace? Is this kind of, like, nasty gal. Yeah. As yeah, well? yeah exactly. Like, nasty like, how gal, can we tear that Sophia, lady down? Sophia, what's her face went bankrupt and it was, like, everywhere. And yeah. The, like, I girl think, yeah. was... We didn't even like her Although, anyway. Yeah, but I read Girl Boss and I genuinely don't like her, so I'm like, nah. fall. Yeah. <laughs> fall but into my arms. We don't do that. All and I tried to. Men. Yeah, and no, I went, well, I don't know, I pretty much hate loads of people. <laughs> <laughs> i like, well, everyone can fall. Mm. But then maybe that's me. Um, we're a bit negative. <laughs> now. What is <has> happening? <laughs> have, have I brought us down? I'm so sorry. Well, it me down. It's that's the weather. I think it's masculinity? Maybe. Pretty um, it's currently yeah. three degrees outside. We've caught masculinity. Let's, the let's move on to a next general point i have yeah. another i have another nitpick okay go on uh i've underlined a bit where jack says a friend recently pointed out that for women intimate gynecological exams are routine throughout their lives and i just wrote who is this friend they lied the uk the first <laughs> smear is at <laughs> <laughs> 25 Oh yeah all of his if he wrote this was 24 none of his mates who are none of the his mates were <laughs> <laughs> so they're like yeah um, none of no them in wales at 21 him. I ran from it because I was living in Wales at the time. They kept sending me the form, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "If I put this off long enough, I'll move back (laughs) to England." In I think in Scotland and Wales, it's earlier. Yeah, are they really bad or something? No, they're fine. But you know, I've had my vagina looked at and had my legs in stirrups. Same. It's just they put a little like Pringle thing in it, like um, you know, you put two Pringles. Speculum. Yeah, I've, uh, I <laughs> I describe it as if you put two <gasps> Pringles together, right, and they're at that, that end, and then you push them in, and you pull the Pringles apart, so that. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that as it happens. No, there's, there's I, a really I, that. I really have at that. You can have that one. Do you know it's happening? Of course oh, you do. Okay. In well, you the same way that you feel a willy inside you. Okay. I realise I'm twenty-seven. You, I you say feel a, a willy inside you that is clamping you open. Ooh. It's fine. How's your... Oh, I'll ask you about your coil when we're not on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> How's your coil? How's your coil we'll forget you guys are here sometimes, I'll real? Can we talk oh, about... Oh, okay. This? So, I have some questions. Yes, questions Okay. The issue of naked men. Oh, objectifying men. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it... I think in parts of this, let me remind myself, he talks about how it's not really possible to objectify men, which I don't think is true. Um, no, he says it definitely is possible. Oh no no no! He's no. Like you can't objectify men. It's entirely of the different. It's like racism. Yeah, you it's entirely different to, to women objectifying men, which tends to mean quite simply enjoying their appearance and not equating their looks with, to their worth as humans, and perpetuating a dangerous entitlement to their bodies. Now, so my my criticism of Jack in this book is that I think he <clears throat> sometimes because he's worried about displeasing feminists or saying shit that people will be like oh he's not a real feminist he almost like elevates the female experience whereas sometimes I'm like Jack we definitely do objectify people we definitely I'm like thank you for the compliment but we we definitely objectify men I remember like being huge conversations about this around like when Magic Mike and stuff was coming out because that's like had yeah. you know like women were like oh my god and yeah. then people were like wait you're objectifying men you can't do that and then yeah. they were like yes mm-hmm. we can fuck you yeah um, and i think like yes men can objectify women women can ob- objectify men men can be objectified but no by anyone there. yeah this is a thing because when a woman is objectified usually by a man Mm. there's so many layers to that and part of that objectification is male entitlement so it's like you're objectifying but also um in general there's like a sense of like (laughs) oh i have permission i have entitlement Mm. over like touching that body looking at that body doing what i want to that body i don't think uh that next step is made when women objectify men like, there isn't that entitlement there. I can be like, he's really hot. I don't care about his personality, but look at those abs. But then I don't... I, I There's mm. no, like, undercurrent culture there that makes me then leap to... <clears throat> I'm and,
0: gonna... and he
1: owes me sex. Yeah. <laughs> you or, know like, what I mean? and he's not worthy of anything. Like, yeah. bet you he's a dumb bitch. and like, <laughs> I don't know, like, there's none of that, like... You assume when you see someone in Playboy... Yeah, I just think because there's a culture of stupid and like, yeah. Yeah. I just there's think that because there's a culture of male entitlement, like when it comes to objectifying women, like even even like the objectifying is the same, mm. but then the what that means is different. I think is or it what okay it could to objectify mean. people. No, it shouldn't be, but it's fun. We all do it. <laughs> like, I think it's fine to objectify people on okay, a low level. Then... Like you can What if you not... want to? Like the thing is, is that it's we do it, for you, do it. I do it to men and i do it to women in terms of like there's someone really hot walks past me on the street yeah I like maybe i don't care to get to know them better or maybe i don't have the opportunity to get to know them better mm. so the only thing that i have to go on off this person yeah mm. is their like exterior yeah and sometimes i'm like damn that's a nice exterior yeah <laughs> yeah but it doesn't mean we don't want to discover the, you know the interior yeah. will come if we speak to them like that ultimately is more important yeah. I can. I don't know. Could you fuck someone that was really hot but was dumb and boring? I have done. <laughs> what do you think I was doing for those three years? Because I, I, I had couldn't. sex with an Abercrombie and Fitch model. It was not. It was the most disappointing. And you know what? It was the same kind of disappointing as every other disappointing sexual experience. But uh-huh. yeah. I wouldn't write home. But I wouldn't write home about it anyway. Maybe the expectations were like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> Dad, I fucked an Abercrombie and Fitch model. <laughs> it was see you at Christmas. best. Oh. Are we? Are we problematic? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, because I think it's also interesting. Like I remember, <laughs> do you ever meet, re- remember reading like Top of the Pops and Smash Hits, and they'd always be like really oh naked god, the boy men band in it stuff. Yeah, like oh my like, god, one Harry's abs. Yeah, like mm. uh, and there's loads of stuff. Um, oh my god, with Thingy, Finn Wolfhard off of Stranger Things, uh, the 14 <gasps> the year old yeah. boy. Yeah, and, and everyone's, everyone's like, hit me up when you're 18. Well, not everyone, one person, okay. and it set off everything. Yeah, Ugh. like. That isn't I still that think that's wrong situation. that's yeah. um, definitely wrong, yeah, but there's also a lot of stuff about mocking men for their appearance, which in some ways we've become a lot more we've become kind of we've we've had a lot of discussions about that over the last like ten years about mocking women for their, their appearance and been like working through that as a society being like probably wrong, probably shouldn't do that yeah, but with men, it's really acceptable to be like I fucking hate Trump and his tiny hands. <laughs> do <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean like, or like he's so fat he shouldn't be president <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's so true you, know? true. you don't get that I, I rarely... all the insults with Hillary it's crooked and about her but that's gendered in a very specific way yeah that's true it's more like kind of old witch I don't know kind of, yeah. there was like the, that weird front cover I can't remember which newspaper but let's say it's the Daily Mail because why not um, <laughs> but it was like Theresa May and Nicola Sturgeon and they were, like, legs. sat yeah. in a certain way. And the the headline was, like, about their legs. Was it the Daily Mail? Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> the other thing about body image in But this we book, now know that's tasteless, whereas but, if Trump yeah. does it, the liberals... But I find myself, like, no. like, there's loads of times where I'd hear that I would never stand up for men, or, or especially Trump. I'd just be mm-hmm. like, yeah, talk about a small hands. So I, I won't particularly do yeah. it myself. And the, I also used to do a thing that I've started catching myself for since I read this book a couple of years ago, is when I'm, like... Um, like some somebody's boyfriend is horrible to them and I'm like they're not even hot like get rid of them you know oh, really? and like part of me is like they're also not good looking so why are you with them you yeah. know they've treated uh, why but that's like a really normal thing if they're thing. a bad yes, person I've heard and they're not of hot Yeah, yeah it yeah. is an afterthought yeah so it's or not it's like, like you can do so much better of. what does yeah. that mean <laughs> the like the other stuff that he like talks about in this book about body image because there's like a whole section on body image mm. and I do think it's really good because I think um, that's, you know, there's a lot that has been done and there's a lot obviously still to do around like female body image and and the female bodies that we see in the media. But it's like obviously not talked about as much in terms of male body image. Like, and the the thing that comes to mind is like that Diet Coke advert or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like the man like gets his top off and like, and it's clearly like four straight women to be like, oh my god oh mm. Diet Coke or Maltesers or whatever the fuck it is um but it's aimed at straight women and it's got like a ripped topless man in it and we're like that's fine you know <laughs> that's so fine like, that's we fine. fight that past that's fine <laughs> um obviously it isn't yeah. it isn't fine because there are loads of like young boys who see that or they see girls admiring that mm. and they're like I have to be that <laughs> like that is you know the ideal yeah. male physique um but then it like and it, go, it, it goes into that a lot, which I think is really good, but then it, 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 and like diet culture and uh, eating disorders and working out yeah. and all of that. But then it says it goes, here we go. Gay men are every bit as capable of being traditionally masculine, but are less likely to exhibit such toxic behavior because they don't feel the need to prove themselves or follow a straight man's narrative of their gender and i was just like the fuck say that like, again I, he's basically saying that uh because so so a lot of the reason behind men wanting to have like a certain body type is because that is the ideal masculine type and also mm. the ideal masculine straight man type yeah. body um and so if you're, like, super hunk and you're super masked, then also no one will assume you're gay. Yeah. And he's just, like, openly gay men don't have to worry about that because they're openly gay. And Not like, true, and, yeah. and I was like... Think of Jazza. And also, yeah. like, Riyadh and... The, there was and a there, there was a whole, like, episode on Queer Britain mm. all about gay male body image, and it is rife with all of the same problems, maybe even worse, yeah. because there's the culture of, like, are, are you also sexually appealing to other men yeah. as well? Yeah. Mm. Um, and like the diet culture and the gym culture in like the gay yeah, community, yeah. and 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 also like on on dating apps, like straight people, or I've not seen this, but straight mm. people uh, will often like hide their prejudices that they have online. Whereas yeah, like, on gay yeah. dating apps, it's like they'll just be like, no, I don't b- like chubby people, yeah, it's like no, no fatties, like no blacks, like no this, like like and just, no femmes, yeah. like, and it's just like what um yeah. so it's yeah i don't know it's like a lot yeah i no, think totally i think agreed. he like i don't know he m- again missed a whole <laughs> yeah. point there i was Can like you even Ooh. imagine if in your tinder bar it was like no brown eyes i like blue or green <laughs> something like yeah. that yeah <coughs> even on a totally no men are five foot two even on, yeah in fairness i did like it and things that's such an annoying part of gender norms Weird. your cousin <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a word with them when i no, I only want to date men that are taller than me yeah I'm always like waggle my finger at myself waggle I never have to like worry illegal. about that because I'm five foot oh younger. here's a bit that blew my mind the de- cuckold's defence oh yeah my god. <gasps> oh my fucking yeah. god so was that ever legal in the UK no, that's that... still legal I, think. No, I don't think no it was illegalized in like 2005 or something
0: so it's apparently
1: much. in some states and in Australia still a legal defence. So the cuckold's defence is that um, if a man murders his partner, a legal defence that they can use was uh, she cheated on me. And, yeah. so I, I, and then I, it's a crime it a of passion. Crime of passion. So I got um, and murdered her. But it's. They don't. And, it, and it usually results in a softer sentence, and it, you can only use it if you're a man. You can't. It's not. There isn't an equivalent for a woman. Yeah. There, I mean, there isn't equivalent of a cuckold. Like that word for. I thought cuckolds a woman. were always men. Yeah. Exactly. The. Oh. I the see. cuckold what? is the, the husband that has been cuckolded. The actual. Uh, I think. But. Yeah. Anyway, that's not. So. Uh, but do you do you have you ever found that in your life where I think well I don't know I've witnessed men being a lot more jealous than, women. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and more boyfriends more protective over, um, girl girlfriends then yeah hundred percent even jokingly so because it's a property thing my boyfriend gets hit on every time we go out by multiple women Oh, really? it just is constant and it's so funny like we've been at the pub and we've been a couple like evidently a couple and yeah. there are women being like so do you live around here oh my here? god it's so weird i want to watch I'm, that i'm fine with it because i know he's i trust him he's not gonna do anything if one guy talks to me we're in we're in shortage house the other day yeah. the dj tries to get my number And he is there, like, staring him down, like, Lucy, we're going back, aren't we? We're leaving. We're going home. And I think that's such an interesting dynamic because Mm -hmm. we have equal levels of trust. Yeah. It's just the threateningness of another man for him. Whereas for me, it's like another woman is, like, threatening. But I don't know. It also reaffirms that my boyfriend's attractive. Yeah, so you're like thanks for the compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's well, the thing? Like, I feel like if I like if if like you know like, if if a girl gets a boyfriend and her other like f- just, like straight female friends are like, oh, your boyfriend's so hot. You go, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, like I totally boyfriend. do your boyfriend. Oh my god, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if guys were like, your girlfriend is well, actually, maybe they do go. Your what girlfriend's so fit. With mums, don't they? Seems <laughs> like your mum is so fit fit mom, That's my impression of everybody that, ever. that was like lad Culture by Lucy. Yeah. Your mum's is so, so the in us. But you know that becomes like a, yeah. a protective thing. Everyone's what, like oh gross stop. What did you think about like all the commentary on lad culture? Because he says like kind of like that lad culture is, is the thing that was created to mimic <coughs> the working class when the working classes were kind of like made redundant and became part of the middle class and lad culture is inherently definitely bad because it's part of it's part of this mimicking of the working class and it's part of the like taking and no giving and you yeah know. i thought that was great and like especially like tying it all into mob mentality yeah because that's what it is it's just like a group of guys like egging each other on and like if you sat them all down individually they'd be like oh that was dumb or like i don't actually think yeah. that but it's like like jackass <laughs> yeah and it's like you've got to but show off. it you've doesn't gotta be ha- cool. harass women does it I don't know no No, but they like egg each other on to like do like the most extreme like Mm. thing yeah or just like drinking I think it's in drinking so much yeah Right. I think this book would go really down really well with. It would really help the guy who wrote the game. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be really I should send interesting. Send it to Neil Strauss, Neil Strauss and Jack Owen in conversation. Oh god! Can you yeah. yeah, I don't think Jack would stand a chance. Oh, to I, don't be know. I think we'd have to have Russell Brand as the warm effect or something to mm. <laughs> diffuse the situation. God, that'd be the um, dream team of masculine boys. Yeah, just just the great thing. Yeah, my therapist tells me off for calling men boys. I refer to all people I date as boys. And she's like, <laughs> not supposed to do that. she's like, why do you refer to them as boys? They're like 23, 24. And I'm like, yeah, but they behave like boys. And she's like, <laughs> it's not an excuse. <laughs> like, she's like, why don't you call them guys or men? Yeah. And I'm like, but in my brain, they're little boys. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, maybe you're projecting. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's really interesting. I call them boys as well. Yeah, uh, I call them boys. I always get like, i, mean, I met a boy. Uh, yeah. I now don't know what I say. I think I might say that. Like, oh, I'm seeing a boy. Yeah. yeah but it's kind of like in a silly yeah voice, it's, isn't a, it? silly way. it's yeah. a silly way yeah but it is like I'm seeing a man yeah <laughs> been a dating and then a guy, man I guess I think when I say man I think American. I'm like a 60 year old man yeah, yeah I think of like true. I think of like Mr. Big like, I'm not oh my thinking God. anyone our age it's gonna be so weird 30s. when we're old uh, and we watch Sex and the City we realise that we're dating somebody the same age as Mr. Big in Sex and the City oh, mind weird. blown was he in his 40s early 40s yeah okay so Ooh, really Fifteen years. Let's go. Um. What else you want to talk about? I've got notes on bisexuality, porn, We're at MRA, minutes. rape culture, and the military. Oh, and we've male not, suicide. Yeah, Pick we've not talked about suicide as well. Let's oh, talk about okay. su- the suicide stuff. Yeah, because that's Should we end on that. That's the main okay, thing that so, he ends on as well, and that's what the one that he he's like talked about all of these issues that affect men, and mm. he's gone. This is the one that demands our attention right now. Yeah. So mm. I think let's. Yeah, because I think the, the reaction to the male suicide argument is always a confusing one for me because I do think about it and it affects like, people that I love and, and friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also um, something that's thrown in my face when I try and talk about something that has nothing to do with that as a woman. Sure. People are like, oh, but men, they kill themselves more often than women, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Their lives are definitely harder. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's usually the context that it's brought up in to me rather than it, me bringing it up myself. Mm. Okay. And that's yeah. why I feel weird that's about it. That's definitely, like, an MRA tactic yeah. as well, where it's, like, they, <coughs> they, they, that person, mm. like, I doubt they care that much about mm. the male suicide. Like, they care more about I, taking you down. I genuinely can't think of anything sicker than using dead people who kill themselves through suicide mm. to attack women <laughs> on the, yeah. online. Like, can do you think of, like, worse The person? stats around it are also, like, really interesting. So, like, if you look at, like, the hard stats say, like, the... Suicide is like the biggest killer of, of young men and men are way more likely to die from mm. suicide than women. And then the other stats that Jack brings up is that women are actually more likely to suffer from mental illnesses like depression, but women are more likely to actually go to the doctor because those yeah. numbers are only like diagnosed cases. So mm. actually there are probably, they're very likely to be loads of undiagnosed cases of yeah. male depression. Um But then the other thing is, is that... Um, I don't know what the official stats are, but it gets actually a lot more closer in terms of numbers of male, female suicide attempts. But because men choose more drastic or masculine, they use more masculine ways to kill themselves, (laughs) like hanging or guns. Um, Whereas women kind of, kill themselves a bit more quietly with pills with that pills that and stuff work and... and then they women are more likely to survive suicide attempts than men like because yeah. men would just die instantly so I don't, whew, heavy yeah so i feel like the conversation around that is like so much more nuanced mm. and detailed and there's like there's so much more to discuss around that but mm. i don't think we like know all of the facts but all we do know is that men need to like talk and open up and there just needs to be like such less stigma yeah. around. That's like the main thing that he goes in about. Just like men talk about your feelings, yeah. Men, open up mm. because yeah, it'll it literally save your life. Turn it into a comp- competition as well of like, well, men, well, men die from I'm mean, like, hey, okay, well, women mm. die from their male partners killing them. Do, do you want to turn it into a stats game? Yeah, do you know what true. I mean? Like, like, m- like a lot of women that may have killed themselves later down the line from abuse don't don't get to that point <laughs> because they're already killed by their partners or their dads or you know, it's not. It's horrible to talk about, but you can't turn it into a game because nobody wins, do they? Nope. Um, That. That. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but yeah, but Male suicide is something that I'm, like, thinking more about and I I don't really know what, you know, there's nothing one person can do about it, but it's, like, it's admittedly very shitty. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. I think it's, like, we have to, like, make sure we can have conversations with our partners and our dads. Yeah. Um. Or brothers and or whoever, and like the men in our lives about that. But I thought it was really interesting what Jack was saying about his relationship, like the, the ex who he like talked to about, like, hey, why did our relationship end? Please tell me how shitty I was. Yeah. Um. And one of the things was that he didn't open up, and by the time that he like did manage to open up to her, like, just put all of the emotional weight on her because he didn't talk to anyone else about it and only her. Yeah. And like that was really interesting because I'm like, oh, I can. I can. I'm yeah, I can see that. Like yeah, that. exactly. You yeah, can like same. really see it, and you're like, "Oh, that's actually not necessarily worse. Like, really good that they're talking, but that one person can't hold like that emotional like yeah. burden. I don't want to yeah. say burden because that's like really shitty. No, but, but... it's a huge thing. No, it's a burden. Person. Yeah, it is a burden because <clears throat> that that like whoever's carrying it that's a massive burden. Yeah, especially if in Jack's case like he was very depressed, mm. like it's his own burden. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I've been broken up with because. Um, I unleashed the floodgates of an emotional like tormented experience and the guy was like I literally can't date you like I just can't oh so much so much so much (laughs) yeah done yeah and I remember being like what I can help you through but really I wouldn't have been able to at all yeah he did me a massive favor yeah but it's so interesting because it's that thing of like once you get to that that level with a the guy then they start being like oh I can talk about my own feelings and it's like here are all my feelings from the past yeah. 25 years this yeah. is just like you're like oh god yeah he was like oh and you've unleashed every single concern I have about this one topic yeah. and I'm really deeply scarred yeah thus we cannot work yeah. anyway I think it's I think it's interesting because people do generally put their the majority of their emotional burden upon their partner yeah, yeah. and women, women do that too because that's like I don't think dip- women do so much. I think they I... do the deeper stuff, but I think the... It's more shared. Yeah, it's more shared. I definitely put, like, the weight of my insecurities on my partner. So I'll put my problems on my friends. So I'll be like, oh, I don't know what to do with my career. Or like, oh, fucked up my bank balance, haven't I? Or like, what's going on like this? Or like, oh, yeah. I feel a bit fat. Like, all of that goes, to, like, disseminates to friends. Insecurity about, like, my own worth. I'm like, partner. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Really There's interesting. some stuff that I'm like, like those little things... Yeah, that like, if the I solvable things. This, yeah, That would just be like, "That's not for Dan." <laughs> yeah, you know, the things about my own screws that I don't talk to anyone about, especially not my partner, because I don't want them to see it in me. Oh, really? So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no, yeah, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, <"I> have <laughs> you noticed that I grow yeah. hair in the middle of my eyeballs? <laughs> you're like, Oh my god! Well now I've seen it. You're done. Oh, oh, physical stuff I don't give, I don't care oh, right. about. But it's like, it's more like actual like. Oh, I'm really annoying. <laughs> like, I will to be like, you knows how annoying I am all the time. But yeah, yeah, but I, I imagine, like, if you said that to your partner, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm an annoying person. And you're like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, we're like, we have, we have the joke of like, love is blind. <laughs> um, okay, love so. is blind. Love is blind. You are perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, um, though. Yeah, it's, it, that's really interesting. Me and Craig now have a thing where if one of us is being too annoying for the other person, it's like a safe word. You just uh, you have to go like this and, just and click, click on both ears and they're like, okay, I'm done. I like that. I like that. You need really safety well. mechanisms. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Now Whatever. that we're talking about our boyfriends because we, you know, podcast about masculinity, naturally, three women. Now we're we're going to do went, a shit job, on now, we? now we're just talking about our boyfriends. Yeah. Um, but next the next episode the mini to to kind of, like, be the companion for this one mm. is going to be our partners, uh, Lena's partner, my partner, and Jazza as a fill-in for Lucy's partner. So, my boyfriend... <laughs> Wasn't keen. He's severely dyslexic, <laughs> and is that's terrified of fair. all of us. But it tells him he was like, "Everyone's gonna make me you and feel really so stupid." stupid. <laughs> this is one of the smartest guys I know, but yeah, he's just like, everyone want make me feel so stupid." So, but it's gonna be great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did tell him. You know, he likes everyone. He will yeah, be next. Likes, he likes yeah, yeah. the boys. I was about to name them both. <laughs> They've been named. <laughs> he oh, no, loves Craig and Dan. Yeah, but, um, Craig Sims UK subscribe. <laughs> I'm like jokingly trying Not to make he's him a mega-speaker. Um, we're only allowed to promote Ed Miliband. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah so look out for that episode where Craig, Dan, and Jazza will be discussing their own masculinities. I think that'll be really interesting. I'm so excited. Much we're going to leave them alone and go to the pub and hope yeah. for the best. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're to go to the pub and work. Yeah, but true. we, are, we yeah. are going to go to the pub. We are going to go to the pub and decide on the. Uh, reading list for Banging Book Club 2018. Yeah. And by the time you're listening to this, we will have decided. Mm. So <gasps> oh uh, bam, bam, bam. we will probably have tweeted it out. So go to our Twitter. Speaking of which, thank you for listening to this <laughs> episode of Banging Book Club. Shall we do a uh, final question? Would you have sex with this book? Yeah, I think it'd be very consensual and good. I'd have gr- yeah, I'd have really good sex with this book. I'd be, like, best friends with this book. I'd be, like, I already have a partner... And competitive colleagues. <laughs> I, like, already have a partner who I have sex with, and I like you, but not in that way. I kind of already am having sex with this book. I think we all are. Yeah, that's Like, true. woke men, in inverted commas, again, on the woke. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. educated, feminist boys. Yeah. Well... Definitely. Feminist in the way they behave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Dan probably doesn't <laughs> identify as feminist. No, he does. Yeah. Oh, great, yeah, sweet. Like, Dan, I don't, don't know. Can if we I make I some can. predictions as to what they'll about? Yeah, this about. is the thing. Like, okay, so Dan is going to go hard. Like, we didn't really talk about it in this <laughs> episode, um, but. I'm hoping that Dan goes hard into talking about we the don't military know that stuff. Much about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Cray's going to talk about crying a lot because he cries all the time. Dan doesn't cry, and Dan hates crying. Oh god! <laughs> but I do not cry, and I hate crying, and I'm still feminine and but also yeah. not masculine. I'm just, I'm just also, so excited. And think, also, Jazza is a very politically engaged yes, gay yeah, man, so yeah. I think but that also, will be. A really he has lots of body image. He's as well. very mm. centrist, doesn't he? In his yeah.
0: political Well, views. yeah. I, well, he's
1: pretty. He's He's pretty left, but he argues from the centre. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I'd say about him. Yeah. So, like, I think that would be a nice, interesting addition. Of yeah, own opinion. And jazz is great. So, my surrogate boyfriend, Jazzer, <laughs> will be here for us <laughs> taking our time. time. Um, okay. <laughs> on anyway, <that> note. <laughs> thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Banging Book Club. Also, you may have heard we're doing a Christmas get together right. on Thursday, the fourteenth of. December at Travelling Through, which is a bookshop slash bar uh, near Waterloo in London um, there may or may not be tickets still available when this episode comes out, hopefully well, you've about get 12, some. Yeah, yeah, 12 so left. you can go online we will, we'll tweet the link and it'll be in the description of this podcast to the Eventbrite page where you can buy tickets um, but there are cheaper tickets available if you can make it to the bookshop and buy tickets from them yeah, in person. Mm. Um, that it's like two, three quid cheaper. Like if you buy from them, um, because of because yeah. of online fees from like the booking agents. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. like they're not, not just like ha ha, you internet people. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that will be a really great evening. We will be uh, included in your ticket price is entry into the event. Uh, a free cocktail because we'll be doing literary pun based cocktails. <laughs> oh god, yeah. <laughs> and non alcoholic from, yeah, and a non alcoholic <laughs> one. Um. And a copy of mm-hmm. the first book that we are reading in January. So that will be included in your ticket Woo! price. And you'll get that in a little goodie bag, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about the goodie bag, but I'll buy definitely tissue the tissue paper. Yeah. There's that housekeeping. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe and shit on iTunes. Oh, yes, do yay. the thing. On that thing. How are we feeling, ladies? I am so ill and tired. Oh, <laughs> i definitely have a power sick. I know, right? I'm I have no idea how coherent this is episode is going to be so we hope you enjoyed (laughs) goodbye (laughs) bye-bye big smogs
0: the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation